Mental impairment is the new platform for the left. New viruses may be incoming soon. And I guess child trafficking's okay if they're part of the right group. All today, Eric's America. You have come to the right place. Hope you love America. Hope you're tired of the same thing all day, every day. Bringing you a different point of view. Bringing you the right point of view. From an everyday American, recorded all over. No agenda, just America. Hello and welcome back. I'm glad you are here. I took a week off. It was my birthday and I thought, well, you know, I'll just chill out. You know, I'll just take the weekend and try to enjoy it. But I'm back. I'm back. Um, A lot to get into today. A lot, a lot. Uh, Some interesting things. But uh, before we do all that, just want to remind everybody to like, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, I hope to be able to uh, put out some more ads soon. Um, That's been kind of blocked for a while, but it looks like it may be opening up. So I'm going to try to do that. Uh, Telling a friend telling people about it, word of mouth, biggest way podcasts grow, uh, anything you can do to help this, uh, podcast grow would be greatly appreciated. Uh, the stars help a whole lot and whatever platform allow you to give it stars, give it as many, give it a billion. I don't know. Whatever helps don't understand it, but the algorithm loves stars and reviews. So any of that would be greatly appreciated. And we are going to get into all of this today. Uh, took a week off, so it's, uh, kind of a catch up time, but, uh, a lot to get into for sure. So uh, I guess the new platform for the left, and we've been talking about this, is just, uh, you know, not mentally being with it. You know, however that is, maybe you're a little slow. Maybe you have, you know, a physical uh, issue that has caused you to be, you know, mentally impaired. This seems to be the new uh, the new platform, you know, celebrate it. Yeah, I mean... And honestly, they have gotten to the point where now they're saying, well, no, you can't say anything about it. They're a protected class. Really? Um, I understand that you shouldn't make fun of people, uh, but uh, questioning whether they can, you know, do an important job when they're not mentally competent. Well, that's just normal. That's just what happens. But apparently we're not allowed to. Uh, We've been talking a lot about John Fetterman from Pennsylvania, who apparently, you know, Again, I'll say not that Dr. Oz is some great candidate or I think he's uber conservative, which I don't think either one of those are true. Uh, But when you look at it, you've got one guy who has all of his faculties about him. And then you have uh, this guy. Just wanted to check in and see how (laughs) how you're feeling and how you're doing. I'm doing fa- I'm doing fantastic. And yeah, and uh, seem like it. It's not about you know, kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything. Yeah, it's not about kicking balls in the authority or anything. I'm doing great. Question was, huh? Yeah, um, excuse me. I. The hell was that? I. Uh, I don't know. Just wanted to check in and see how <laughs> how you're feeling and how you're doing. Hmm. I'm doing fa- I'm doing fantastic. And yeah, and uh, seem like it. It's not about you know, kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything. Yeah, I mean, it's not like kicking balls in the authority. Um what really is? You know, 
I mean, what really is like that? It's, um, hmm. It is very strange, and he is completely gone. I mean, and it's sad. You know, he had a stroke. Uh, it's a problem. Uh, it's it's sad. Anybody has to go through that. But uh, you don't hire somebody to make major decisions about the country. One of the, <clears throat> honestly, one of the hundred most powerful people in the country is what he is, you know, trying to be. And he can't form sentences or coherent thoughts. That should work out great. But don't worry. Not a problem. Shouldn't be a problem at all because apparently we found out this week that if you question any of that, I mean, you're probably breaking federal law because, you know, the Americans with Disabilities Act. Huh? How does that apply? That applies you can't fire someone from a job because of disabilities. It does not say that you have to elect them to office because they have a disability. And if you're taking that, then there's no way you could ever say anything bad about Madison Cawthorn or anyone else or Hirono. Was in Hirono? Yeah, she's a senator. She's in a wheelchair. Madison Cawthorn, congressman, was in a wheelchair. Uh, Greg Abbott, you know, governor of Texas. I mean, they talk shit about him all the time. He's in a wheelchair. Is he protected? I don't know. I guess we can never vote him out. No one could ever vote him out because, you know, he's in a wheelchair. It makes no sense. And, and of course, it's just a, just a, uh, hmm, it's just what it is. But, you know, the, the new, the mental issue is, uh, it's on fire everywhere. It's unbelievable that we have people in places of power that just are either mentally compromised or, they're just dumb. I mean, and it is really, really bad. Uh, we had uh, this from Biden this week because he always forgets, um, you know, where he was raised or, you know, some people call it pandering. And there may be some pandering to it. But I think at this point, he's just lost. Here he is letting us know uh, how he was raised. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home what? politically. And so we, and we mm -hmm. came here for a long time, mm -hmm. uh, both for business and pleasure, since you're part of the Third Circuit Court of Appeals and Delaware is <laughs> a well weird connection in the Judiciary Committee. I spent <laughs> a lot of time in the northern part of the state. Okay. I, hold on. You were basically raised politically Puerto Rican? The hell does that mean? The hell are you talking about? Like, at least if you're going to pander, if you're going to pander, try to do it while making some sort of sense, I would guess. I mean, that would help. Um, I was raised politically Puerto Rican. Is that a political persuasion that you know of? I mean, I, I don't know, but... Uh, this past, uh, well, I'd say two weeks, this past two weeks has been interesting because people are just absolutely um, coming out and just saying inane, crazy bullshit, and no one seems to care. I mean, you got Biden saying, oh, well, you know, I'm sort of Puerto Rican, sort of Puerto Rican. You're Irish, dude. Like you're American, but you're Irish from Delaware. What the hell are you even talking about? And I don't even think there was a political party called Puerto Rican. I thought that was a country, but you know, hey, what do I know? I'm just, uh, you know, one of the little people that don't really get a chance to uh, speak much, right? Uh, 
But it gets worse because if you think Fetterman saying kicking balls in the authority and he's uh, apparently up in the polls, of course, because, you know, he's well qualified, well qualified, uh, you know, being lurch uh, and, you know, wearing hoodies all the time and basically being worthless your entire life qualifies you to be a politician. Um I, I don't know. And then you have Biden being Puerto Rican. But I think probably the one that I thought was just unreal that no one, no one seemed to just really. I mean, I would think there would be protests, riots, even if anyone said anything quite this racist. But apparently, if you are Nancy Pelosi, who, again, another geriatric, mentally compromised uh, politician who has way too much power. Um, apparently, if you are her, you can say racist as hell shit and it's fine. No big deal. No one cares. Here you go. I mean, if this isn't one of the most racist things, I mean, people haven't said shit like this in 100 years, probably. Maybe over 100. I would say over 100 years. I would, Yeah, definitely over 100 years. I think probably the 1860s was the last time anybody made this kind of racist comment. We have a shortage of workers in our country. And you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. You heard that right. Why are you shipping those immigrants north we need them down here in the south to pick crops yeah you heard that that was that's not cut out of context that's not taken the wrong way that's literally what the woman said we need to keep the illegal immigrants in florida so they can pick the crops hmm I think she has some ancestors in the Democrat Party that were very fond of that exact uh, sort of thing. Um, I mean, caused a little dust up a few hundred years ago. But, hey, what's the big deal anyway? No big deal. Nobody notices that. I mean, they're worried about phantom systemic racism that doesn't exist. Out and out blatant bigotry and, and blatant racism like that. Well, that doesn't bother anybody. Pfft doesn't bother anybody should be no problem right not a problem in the world yeah just uh i mean i don't know how any of these people get away with this i mean can you imagine if anybody on the right made any of these statements any of this insane crazy shit they said it would just i mean there would be riots there would be looting there would be burning nothing absolutely nothing no one says anything oh it's fine yeah nancy drunk aunt nancy yeah she just wants to Keep those illegal immigrants in the South so they can pick crops. No big deal. That's not racist. You're a racist because you want people to prove who they are to be able to vote. That's where we are. That is where we are. And uh, so we did find out in the last two weeks that, uh, you know, there is a border crisis. You know, we've known this for a while. But what you didn't know is, well, it wasn't Biden's fault. He didn't do anything. Okay. 
Why? You could send them back and have them wait. We're working with Mexico and other countries to see if we can stop the flow. But that's the difference. Thank you. Well, well, now, what's the, this? One more? Uh, we, President, does Delaware have any comment or response? Oh, send them to Delaware. We have beautiful shoreline. Yeah, uh, but it's not his fault. It's these new countries. And the one thing that those three countries he mentioned had in common, well, one thing they do have in common. They're all failed communist regimes. Weird. Yeah, the same social justice and all the garbage they're trying to sell. That's what they did in those countries. And now they are failed and they are dumpster fires and people are running here. Now, that doesn't mean that we should take them in. And it doesn't mean that they should be allowed to flow across the border. It means they should uh, fix their own country. That's what people should do. I don't have a problem with legal immigration. I think it should be highly regulated at this point until the people that we have here now are assimilated and we figure things out. Just saying. Doesn't mean that uh, that you have to shut it down forever, but we got to do something for right now. And just because your country sucks doesn't mean you get to go somewhere else. I mean, you see what happens. I mean, Mexico freaking out freaking out because all the people from California said, Hey, you know what? Gas and everything living is a lot cheaper in Mexico. Hell, I could just go down there, buy a nice house. I can afford gas and uh, I'll just try, you know, do my work from home, work in the U S I don't have to worry about all that. And I can live here a lot cheaper. Well, what happened? Well, things started getting out of hand. How housing prices started to go through the roof. Mexican government started freaking out going, Hey, we can't have all these Americans here. It's driving up all the prices, causing a big problem. We need to get them out. Huh. And it's funny because I've said this for a long time. The two things that have happened in the last few months here, say in the last three or four months, are things that I thought should have happened a long time ago. Number one, all these sanctuary cities, New York and uh, Chicago and all that, they should be shipping the people they're allowing to come across the border, ship them in. What happened? People freaked the fuck out. Completely freaked out. And, you know, uh, that was great. Give them a taste of their own medicine. And again, with the people going to Mexico, another one. Let that country figure out what it feels like to be bombarded with a problem. They'd have no way to have a solution. And it's great. It's great. It should have happened. Should have happened. It was great to see it. So starting to get a little bit of their own medicine. And, and it's great. And I know that uh, things in Florida still, you know, aren't great aren't great uh they're still cleaning up after the hurricane but you haven't heard much about it and i have a very very interesting reason why you haven't heard about it because it's going well it's going well desantis was well prepared he got things going things are getting squared away so the only reason you would hear about it the only reason anybody would cover it is if things were going badly and people were unhappy or you know things were worse than uh you know they thought they were going to be whatever if things were somehow to reflect badly on DeSantis, well, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, they would all be there 24-7 reporting how people are starving and, and dying and everything else. But since it's going well and it would be a you know positive for DeSantis, they're nowhere to be found. They haven't even heard of a hurricane. Hurricane what hurricane? We had one? I don't know. They don't mention it. Have you noticed? It's just disappeared. It's gone. It's like it never even happened. 
How long did we hear about other hurricanes? We heard about them for months and months and months and raising money and giving and, and helping out people. What do you hear now? Nothing. It's like it never happened. Eh, I think there was a thunderstorm in Florida. Oh, okay. Let's move on. It's very strange, but it just shows you who they are. Shows you exactly who they are. And, uh, you know, they did talk to uh, the Veep, good old Harris, uh, the the brains of the operation, really. Um, uh, she had an interesting thing to say about how hurricane relief, uh, well, it's racist and we need to fix that. All thinking about the families in Florida, in Puerto Rico, with Fiona, um, in, in, and what we need to do to help them in terms of an immediate response and aid, but also what we need to do to help restore communities and build communities back up in a way that they can be resilient, mm-hmm. not to mention adapt to these extreme weather conditions, which are part of the future. Part of the future. Um, on the point that you made about disparities, you know, mm-hmm. when I was back when I was district attorney of San Francisco, I was elected in 2003. I started one of the first environmental justice units of any DA's office in the country focused on this issue. And in particular on the disparities, (laughs) as you have described rightly, Mm -hmm. which is that Mm. it is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color Mm -hmm. that are most impacted Mm. by these extreme conditions and, Mm. and impacted by, by issues that are not of their own making. And so we, Absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and and do that work. Wow. That's crazy. So apparently the hurricane is, well, it was racist or we should be racist about the uh, way we give out money for it. Um, You know, I I don't understand that. So you're saying that hurricanes only impact certain groups like the hurricanes like, oh, that's a white neighborhood. We'll swing around it. Um, I, I don't know where people are getting this. I don't I don't understand the mindset at all. I really, really don't. It doesn't make any sense, but that's the point. And it's a way to divide people, and that's really the entire point. Just keep dividing people, hurt people, divide them, just tear it apart. That is the point. That is the entire plan for all this. I'm telling you, and I know it sound makes me sound crazy, and that's just fine, but truly, that is the plan. Tear it apart tear it down, rip it up. They don't care. They just really don't. So much of it, so much of it just to, um, just to really tear us apart. And some of the people are starting to get it. A few of the media starts to get it once in a while. And then they fall back. Here is uh, the media starting to turn on Biden because of his mental issues, but they can't seem to, uh, we can't seem to stick with it. Today, the president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind. No. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? Sorry, she must not no. be here. It just explained she was on top of mind. The late congresswoman was top of mind for the president and her family was expected to be here, and that's what he was thinking about. Why, why was he looking for? I don't know. That's great. I think the 
American people out there who, you know, watch the briefing uh, from time to time, maybe at this moment, will understand when someone no. is at top of mind. No, where the mistake was made. Did the pres was the president confused? Was something written in the teleprompter that he didn't recognize? Can you just help us understand what happened? I mean, you're jumping to a lot of conclusions. Mm. Would you be prepared to release the prepared remarks nice. that the president had in teleprompter just so we can understand? Uh, I'm not understanding why, why that would be, the teleprompter. Would be necessary. We, I, mean, I have John Lennon top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anymore. That's so great. When you sign a bill for John Lennon, <laughs> Lennon has president, then we can what have a conversation. stupid answer. Yeah. That's yeah. Just a stupid answer. You can't handle that reference appropriately. Or is this something that he would like to get back? Get, uh, what, like to get back what? And where is Jackie? Good. I know this is a, a question that many of you have had. I've answered it multiple times uh, already in this no, room. You really uh, have. No, she really hasn't. So that's the media finally figuring out, like, yeah, she, she's she been dead and, and not that long ago. And he went and met with the family after she passed away. And he doesn't know that she's dead. So there's a problem there with the mental problem. You know, there's a mental problem there. It's an issue. And, you know, uh, she just, I mean, of course, KJP is terrible. She's just awful. And she just keeps uh, dancing around going, oh, I mean, they're top of mind. Yeah, they were just top of mind, top of mind, top of mind. Well, I mean, that, that's not an excuse for looking for a dead person, okay, that you know very well. <sighs> that you know very well is not there. So are they turning on them? Are they starting to, uh, who knows? I, I just, uh, they can't keep their shit straight anyway. They just can't. They really can't. They can't uh, stay on top of it because they're too much into the cult. And it is a cult. It's absolutely a cult. It's absolutely insane. Um, and really, I, I hope, I hope truly that the uh, the people are tired of it, that they are tired of it. Because now what we're looking at is, as Biden said the other day, nuclear Armageddon may be coming soon. Really? Just offhand. Just say that he was at a luncheon. Apparently, said it. I don't have that um, that clip, but I mean, yeah, he said, "Oh well, there might be nuclear Armageddon soon." Oh, okay, okay. Well, what's causing all that? What's causing all that? You know, I don't remember this happening a couple years ago. Two years ago, nuclear war with Russia wasn't a thing. That wasn't something we were worried about. Wasn't something on the radar, but suddenly it is. And now we're, we're talking about it. We're talking about, we've got ads. We've got ads to let you know what to do. If there's a, a nuke dropped, here you go. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit. Okay. So what do we do? Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. Stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Yeah, I mean, no big deal. I mean, I'm sure it's no problem at all, except for the fact that apparently the government is stockpiling stockpiling intravenous medication that only lasts for 18 months, by the way. So it's not like uh, when they get like the iodine pills to protect your thyroid against um, nuclear uh, attack, which they've been doing for years. There's a huge stockpile. They're pills. They last forever. No big deal. You stockpile it. Okay, I got you. This is 
IV drugs that protect against uh, cell damage from a nuclear blast, uh, from nuclear fallout, whatever. Uh, they're stockpiling that. Um, it only lasts for 18 months, and they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on it. Huh. Now, do you think that's for you? Do you think that's for me? Mm, no. No, that's for them and their donors. The elites, that's who it's for. Uh, but how have we got to this point? How in the world did we get from no wars, wars winding down, wars getting pulled out of, peace coming, to where we're at now? How did we get there? What changed? What changed? Well, let's see. A big thing changed. The administration changed in all of the old neocon retreads from the Obama era rolled back in you got newland and all of her i mean she is terrible there is a special place in hell for that woman she has caused more regime change wars i mean she's been around since the w era w bush she was around then she loved regime change wars then all through obama she loved them then she loves them now she loves to meddle and get wars started because they work for contractors who make enormous amounts of money selling arms and buying and having the government buy arms and other country buy arms so they can kill each other. They make a shit ton of money off of it and business is booming as long as you can keep these conflicts and wars going on all across the world. And that's what they want to do. Doesn't matter what the light, what the cause, I mean, what life ramifications are it doesn't matter how many people die none of that matters just keep them going just keep them going and keep paying the bills oh, it is uh it's really crazy and we do have an election coming up and so biden trying hard went to uh, saudi arabia i guess to beg for oil again uh, i guess he didn't figure out the first couple times it didn't work out so well uh asking for more oil from the saudis and so he went back again had it a uh, sort of an agreement and basically said hey can you just do it till after the second week in november and then after that i can sell them on whatever but i just need to get through this election need to keep gas prices down through this election that's what was reported that he was talking about. Well, they agreed to something. He thought he was all great, comes home, and then all of a sudden Saudi Arabia says, eh, no, we're, we're going to cut that in half. We're not going to do 20% more. Let's try 10% more. And then now they're saying, eh, we might need to cut it a little bit more. And so now we're, we're in trouble. Uh, gas prices going back up. Now we couldn't possibly have oil here right oil and gas here i mean it's non-existent in the US. well wait a second no we have more than anywhere else in the world we just can't use it because well i mean that would benefit the u.s and that's not what any of these people are really about they hate you they hate this country and they want to tear it apart here is uh, one of the uh, oil ceos telling you know basically the truth about oil prices it's pretty predictable that Putin was going to cut off some gas and certain oil and oil prices would go up. Uh -huh. And by the way, for the climate folks here, it's made the climate worse uh -oh. because people had this what? bad assumption that high oil prices and gas prices <laughs> reduce consumption, reduce CO2. No, <laughs> poor nations, India, China, Indonesia, Philippines, Vietnam, 
mm -hmm. or turning back on coal plants as are rich huh. nations called Germany, Netherlands, France. We what? have it completely backwards. <laughs> in, Amer in my view, Isn't America should have been pumping oh, oil and gas, and it should have been supported. You know, we're trying to have our cake and eat it too a little bit. Uh -huh. And so you have the, the you have the problem this winter, which it sounds like they've got enough supply to get through this winter. Uh, but we okay. we have a longer term problem now, which is the world is not producing enough oil and gas to reduce coal, make the transition, create security for people. Uh, so I would put it in the critical category. And th yeah. this should be treated critical, almost yeah. as a matter of war at this point, not as a, uh, as nothing short of that. So, you know, people <sighs> don't be surprised. Like, I was not surprised at Nord Stream 1 being blown up. My, I wouldn't be what? surprised what if it's another pipeline or a tanker in the wrong place. What now? And people need to be prepared at this one. And obviously America needs to play a real leadership role. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... That's it. That's it. I mean, he explained it very well. I mean, what do countries, I mean, you're talking about climate and all this garbage that you spew constantly daily about how we should shut it all off, shut it all down, go back to the dark ages, just cut down the trees and burn wood, whatever the hell kind of crazy ass solution you have. And what happens is poorer countries like China and India, whether you think they're that much poorer or not, I mean, China doesn't even have the economy the size of the U.S., and they have many more times the people. So, yes, they are still a poor country as a whole. Uh, India, very poor country as a whole, even though they're on the upswing. And then the African country, all these places, they have no other choice but to start burning coal and anything they can get their hands on. Hell, you're talking about people in Europe. Europe, which is not a poor country, trying to buy up literally dried out cow and uh, manure basically cow shit horse shit that's been dried up so they can burn it to stay warm this winter that's what we've gotten to and we've gotten here by a group of people that yell and scream that it's all over we're all going to die tomorrow the climate's changed and we're all going to catch on fire or we're all going to freeze to death they're not really sure which and they're not even really sure which weather patterns support or deny what they're doing but none of that really matters it's just you believe in the cult you say the words you repeat the mantras and you bring society to its knees because of what because it is their religion you know, I'm not a super religious person myself, but there are a lot of people that crave that sort of uh, attachment. And since religion has felt fallen very far off the, you know, coolest, you can't be cool if you're religious. Well, they made a new religion and their new religion is this ideology of climate and and weird you know, political movements. That is their religion. That's why they have the fervor and the the passion. And they don't think any of it through because logically there is no way to think it through. There is no logical anything to any of this stuff that they spout and they believe in. There just isn't. It's insane, but, you know, that's where we're at. That is where we're at. And it is a, a full-on religion. And they do not care what it does to you because in their religion, following the cult is the point. That is the only point. So if you're not following the cult, you are a bad person. So whatever happens to you doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. Here is uh, MSNBC starting to figure out why gas prices being so high. Well, it's a problem. 
story throughout Europe. It's, it's almost impossible to see how you're going to improve the, the, the situation at the pump mm. without pumping more oil. Of what? course, there's what? all sorts of uh, fair issues to talk about when it comes to climate and fossil fuels what? and all, all the like. But in terms of the mm. economy, yeah. it's, it's real. How much of a difference wow. can we make? Mm. I mean, Republicans are saying that since Biden's got in, he's frozen a lot of a lot of drilling. What what what, what kind of I difference would it make for the economy, for the, the challenges we're in right now? So, look, I, I think even if you were to pump more gas, that the issue, and we talked about Saudi just last week right. about take, that's going to cost us probably 15 mm. to 30 cents more per gallon. You could argue that we're already moving that direction already. You're already in the five or six dollar range if you're if you're living in California. Are. Five to six dollar range. Is it going to be? Could, could you reduce it by a dollar? Could you reduce it by fifty cents? That's what we're talking about. Huh. But and that may sound like it's on the margin, but it's not if you have to go to work every day. Right. 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 Oh so, yeah, yeah. They finally figured it out. Oh yeah, you know that gas price thing that really hurts things and they don't even go they're saying oh well it hurts people that have to go to work every day well yeah it does it does hurt people that have to go to work every day because now you have a large bill that is you know no way to avoid it but they don't even mention the fact that it drives up the price of every other thing and it makes not only the bill you have to pay for your personal conveyance back and forth to work to earn the money to be even even able to uh provide but Every other bill goes up because of it. Are they starting to figure it out? I don't know. Let's hope. Let's hope they finally figure it out that it's a scam and it will destroy everything. It's it's insane. And this path we're going down is completely nuts. Got to take a quick break. Be right back. Rated the worst. Losing the most bags. Shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left? To distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs. Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians is getting political attacking georgia's popular voting law why to distract from years of dismal sales terrible 2020 results reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor in china coca-cola products are poisoning america's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic so the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms but they got busted james quincy coca-cola stop poisoning our children serve your customers <laughs> not woke politicians and we're back. So not too many things to worry about. Uh, nuclear war, uh, one. Economy, yeah, that's not going great. Uh, in fact, I, I do have um, Janet Yellen talking about what their plan is uh, about the economy. Um, because, you know, it really needs to be more, how do you say it, more communist. That's really what we're looking for. Because, you know, you wouldn't want it to be you know, a free market that works the way it has for a long, long time and works very well. No, 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 no. You want it to be full commie. Here you go. Our economy 
his failed to live up to the nation's promise of equal opportunity for all. We know that we need to do all we can to build a fairer economy, and that's why we have put racial equity at the forefront of our agenda at Treasury and across the Biden administration. We did this first with the implementation of the American Rescue Plan um, that was in, tried to build the foundation for an equitable economic recovery. And now through our recently passed um, economic agenda that includes the Inflation Reduction Act, the Chips and Science Act, and the bipartisan infrastructure law, we're trying to invest in communities that have often been ignored or overlooked. Yeah, so, I mean, that's what we should do. We should just, you know, make our system, you know, skewed and racist because nobody needs more money printed anywhere and printing more money only hurts the poorest people but it's okay because you're just going to give it away and do you honestly think they're actually going to help people that are poor no they give it to groups who then embezzle honestly embezzle 90 percent of it and then they give a few pennies to a couple people while the price tag of everything those people would have to buy goes up tremendously because of inflation it's a cycle and it's <clears throat> always the same it's full communist. Oh, no, no, no. We can't have fair and honest things. No, no, no. Let the centralized government decide on who gets what and when they get it. It's just this. Oh, so disgusting. And that's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. If we do not change these things and we do have a chance coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, and I do. I know I've been saying it, but next week we are going to cover primarily races. We're going to cover the uh governor's races the senate races i'm going to get some uh interesting uh ads and talk about it so that's going to be my focus for next week i'm trying to get a little bit more focused i know the last couple shows i've been very very all over the place i'm way too add for this but i am going to focus in i'm going to focus on those things but uh so we have the economy it's uh there's some issues i mean people were talking about how bad it is how bad our debt is and uh so people don't really think about the debt and what that means what does it mean to have these big debts so here is an economist who's not a conservative at all i mean he goes around and has lectured for years at all kinds of universities but here he is talking about what happens when you start letting the uh debt get out of hand and what it's going to mean for all of us and this is terrifying but you need to hear it there was a time you went to college campuses and you talked about an equity and debt i think in this case it wasn't necessarily fed induced but it was mm -hmm. entitlement induced yeah. and that it, it could come this was 10 years ago and I think you said sometime between, you know, Mr. Thomas, you said 2020 and 2035. Yeah. So it's 2000. Is it 2022? Is it happening? We are we are in deep trouble. So mm -hmm. everything I said at those colleges is worse in terms of the metrics, <sighs> um, except for one thing. And what I miscalculated was I didn't calculate zero rates. I used four percent rates. But the only thing Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton agreed on in 2016 was don't cut uh, Social Security, don't cut entitlements. Uh, so nothing was done. 
Joe Biden has excoriated Rick Scott because he dared mention maybe we, we shouldn't be increasing senior pays. But if you look at, at the reversal I just talked about, mm-hmm. and you use the CBO estimate, which is rates at 3.8%, which I think, frankly, is, is pretty optimistic, mm-hmm. um, given all the things we've talked about. Um, by 2027, the interest expense alone on the debt eats all health care spending. By 2047, it eats all discretionary spending. So we're now getting into fiscal Jeez. dominance. By the way, by 49, it eats also security. All right. We're getting to the point now where the interest expense on the debt is so high that it's going to eat up our ability to basically service the next generation. I'm not even sure about the current one. Mm. Wow. Hey. I brought some cyanide. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I know that's kind of boring and kind of, yeah, whatever, but this is what I'm saying. If you are depending on like, you know, Medicare, Medicaid, okay, the debt has gotten to the point that if rates go up any higher than they are right now, and even at the current rate of interest rate, because if you don't know, they borrow the money, air quotes, borrow when they print this stuff. Printing it causes inflation, number one, which taxes the people harder. Number two, once you put that money out there, you owe something for that. And all this money they're borrowing all the time to spend, 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 they're borrowing it and they have to pay it back. Okay, so we have a huge national debt. Interest payments on that, as you know, if you borrow money, have a mortgage, anything, interest payments are pretty substantial If you, depending on the interest rate. And that's what we're talking about. When they talk about interest rates going up, they're not talking about the interest rate at on your loan at the bank. They're talking about what they're going to charge the government to pay back the money they have borrowed. And so what he's saying is at a certain point, because the debt is, what, $31 trillion, which is just astronomical, I mean, it took us, you know, 200 years over 200 years to get to 1 trillion it's taken us you know a few decades to get 30 other trillion dollars in debt so we have went completely and totally out of our minds okay but anyway that being said the interest payments that we will have to pay on this money not to default and completely bankrupt the country and and destroy everything will start to eat away at all medicare medicaid that'll all be gone because they won't be able to afford it without printing more money which causes inflation starts the whole ball rolling again by 2027 that's five years from now there won't be medicare medicaid okay 10 to 15 years after that there won't be any discretionary spending which means the government will basically be shutting down which you know whatever uh that didn't really hurt my heart but then people that are you know expecting social security that they paid into their entire life and make no mistake people who think they're paying into it now and that's somehow held in a bank account for them you're delusional the money we're paying now is paying the last generation and and not even doing that you know we're at a huge deficit on that uh it will all be gone so there will be no government anything in basically 20 years it'll all be gone there won't be you know any public uh, medical insurance, you know, when you're talking about Medicaid, Medicaid, Medicare, there won't be that very soon. And after that, there won't be social security and you'll have a bunch of, uh, older elderly people that will have nothing. And there's nothing anybody can do about it because we keep spending money on, you know, gender reassignment surgeries for, you know, some third world country or abortions in Mexico, or to study the fact if birds get horny, if they take cocaine, 
and blowing money on green energy crap that does nothing but destroy our country and enrich China. This is what we're doing. We are literally blowing through money that is not ours just to destroy our country. And these people don't care because people like Biden, Pelosi, all them, they're going to be dead long before this matters. But it does matter to you. It matters to me. It matters to the future of the country, which they don't care about. And that's what the point is. They don't care. They want it destroyed because if you didn't, you wouldn't do any of these things. But if you wanted to destroy it, what would you do different? What would you do differently that wouldn't cause a total uprising at the moment and people burn you an effigy in the street? Well, you'd do exactly what they're doing. And that's what that's what's going on. What would you do different? This is exactly how you do it. Exactly. Speaking of people doing the same things over and over to destroy the country, here is a, a recent statement, and I say recent, within the last month or so, from uh, Dr. Fauci. We haven't heard from him for a long time. Let's see what he had to say. Coming increasingly clear mm. that looking forward with the COVID-19 pandemic, in the absence of a dramatically different variant, we likely are moving towards a path with a vaccination cadence similar to that of the annual influenza vaccine mm. with annual updated COVID-19 shots matched <laughs> to the currently circulating strains for most of the population. Oh, so it's the flu. Well, that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. Also interesting that um, CEO, uh, or at least a an official from uh, Pfizer, just admitted in front of uh, the UK Parliament, so it wasn't uh, in front of the US Senate, but similar kind of thing, um, that strangely enough, when they ask, uh, hey, did you ever check this for like stopping COVID? Did you ever test this to see if it prevented COVID? And she laughed. She literally laughed and said, no, we didn't have time to check for that. We were moving at the speed of science, which is a brand new speed that I'm not sure we know about. But a brand new speed uh, called the speed of science. And they couldn't be bothered to find out if it actually prevented anything. But wait a second. What's the reason for making a vaccine if it doesn't stop? Um, hmm. I don't know. Um but they said, don't worry, because it's really good for uh, making it not as bad as it would be otherwise. Well, that's not proven either. I, I don't know. So anyway, uh, that's good. But don't worry at all, because, you know, that was a whole thing. You know, they were doing crazy experiments in China and everybody knows that that's bad. But, you know, they've learned from their mistake. They're never going to do anything crazy like that again. Right. I mean, why would they? They would never do anything like that. I mean, psh crazy talk they would never mess around with viruses and and messing with them in third world countries i mean that was crazy they did that one time it didn't turn out well so they're never going to do it again well this is weird because here's an article i found this past week the nih yes that's headed by dr fauci gives peter daszak of eco health alliance $653,392 grant to study bat coronaviruses now in Myanmar, Laos, and Vietnam. I think we've done this play before. It didn't work out. 
Weird. Um, don't worry, the viral sequences and isolates for use in vaccine development. So don't worry, it's not going to bother you. They're just going to make some vaccines. Huh. wonder if those vaccines will be tested to see if they actually prevent the coronaviruses that they're going to mess around with to make the vaccines. I don't know. Um, Eco Health Alliance has reportedly received $60 million in federal money over the past decade. And some of the funding made its way to the infamous Wuhan Institute of Virology in China, of course. The New York-based research organization funneled hundreds of thousands of American tax dollars to the Wuhan lab to conduct dangerous gain-of-function research ahead of the COVID-19 breakout. But you know what? There, there was no no way those two are uh, connected and nothing bad will happen again. Uh, the name of the project is entitled Analyzing the Potential for Future Back Coronavirus Emergence in Myanmar, Laos, and Vietnam. Oh, okay. What the actual fuck? Um, it starts up uh, next week. Next Friday is when it begins, so don't worry. Sometime between next Friday and when it ends, uh, we'll have another pandemic. Uh, that shouldn't scare anybody, right? Um, yeah, so it starts up next week on the September 20. No, no, it's already started. Never mind. I'm a month off. It's already been going on for almost a month. So maybe we should find out what's going on in Myanmar. Anybody sick over there? Maybe we should check out on that. Oh, boy. But um, it's going to continue through August 31st of 2027. So they got a lot of years to uh, get this thing really ramped up and uh, knock it out. Uh, shouldn't be a problem. Um, you know. Um, you know, within weeks of the first confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Washington state in January 2020, you know, Fauci was aware the deadly virus may have leaked from the Wuhan lab, you know, according to his emails that were finally released uh, June of this past year, June 21. And, uh, you know, he uh, went to Peter Daszak and many other people associated with it just to uh, kind of, you know, head it off and say, no, 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 that never happened. So, I mean, I'm sure people have learned they're not going to do anything dangerous like, you know, study back coronaviruses and mess with them and manipulate them in, say, a third world country. You know, I mean, it's bad enough in China where things are, you know, not up to standard. But I'm sure I'm quite confident that places like Myanmar, Laos and Vietnam, those places so much rich, I mean, so much more rich. So much more controlled than China. I mean, come on. I mean, that lab facilities galore all over Vietnam. I mean, we know how that goes. It's unreal that no one learns from this. This is a, a, a clip that I pulled out uh, a couple weeks ago and have never got to use it. And this is what they think. I mean, this are the deluded people. They're making, they're messing with these viruses all over the world. And I'm sure they were messing with some pretty nasty stuff in Ukraine. One of the reasons they don't want uh, that country to completely fall and find out what's been going on there for years. But they've been doing this around the world. And uh, who knows what all they have messed with and, and toyed around with. And the whole point is obviously to try to create some kind of uh, vaccine is the, the stated reason, which I highly doubt. Uh, I feel that probably most of it is military application, government interest in military application to be able to sicken a population and, and be able to try to do some very nasty things. I would assume that's where most of it comes from. And unfortunately, it turns into uh, a nightmare that we've already just gotten over and trying to find our way back out of. And uh, don't worry, though, uh, this is how they feel about all of it.
This is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. Yeah, more shots. Get lots of shots. Want shots against everything. And then they talked about, well, you know, it's better than having to line everybody up for jabs, you know, because people don't like to do that. There's some people that just don't trust this for whatever reason. Can't imagine why anybody wouldn't trust these people. But for some reason, a lot of people don't. And so they thought of uh, infecting mosquitoes with the uh vaccine and then the mosquitoes would just fly out and you know bite people and sting people and you'd get the vaccine that way so no problem no problem at all that that sounds like a worthwhile in fact maybe that's what they're going to study in myanmar laos and vietnam maybe that's what they'll figure out they'll probably send out uh mosquitoes uh you know with uh, viruses to see how that spreads and then see if they can get the vaccine and i'm just kidding i have no idea but uh it doesn't sound good it does not sound good in fact it sounds terrifying as it should because well it, it is it is a terrifying thing nobody learns because there's too much money in it too much money you know eco health alliance has gotten 60 million dollars in the last 10 years what do you think they did with that 60 million you tell me because you know i haven't seen anything good the only thing that's come out last 10 years has been a pandemic so maybe we shouldn't do that i don't know anyway moving on to more insanity i have to catch touch on all the insanity and then i'm going to finish up today with our beautiful and wonderful amazing just oh just so so deep i want to say deep so knowledgeable vice president and some of her remarks the last two weeks have just been over the top here's another story i found that was just very uh very disturbing very disgusting and do not understand why people are not in prison it says uh, a Democrat-aligned pro-trans group in Virginia helps kids run away from home and places them with queer-friendly adults. That's real. That's a real story. Let's dig into what it has to say here because this is unbelievable. Uh, it says the Pride Liberation Project is a pro-LGBT student organization that raises money using Democrat platform Act Blue to help minors leave their families. Oh, Act Blue is also a big BLM uh, platform as well. And uh, but that has nothing to do with the Democrat Party. I mean, well, I mean, it is the Democrat Party, but don't worry. They're not really. Well, they are linked. We don't know. OK, uh, just really strange. Act Blue is where you had to give money for um, Black Lives Matter. Apparently to do this, you need to give to Act Blue. Very interesting. Uh, it says here in a uh, tweet from Luke Rozak, um, it will also pay money to gay kids using secret bank accounts and internal material. The internal material say they advertise that some gay runaways have profited thousands through this dim platform, Act Blue. Separately, it offers to create fake documents and hide the LOD's whereabouts. Okay. I believe they call this trafficking. Let's move on through the article and see what it says. I believe they call this trafficking. I'm not sure. It says it is irresponsible and reckless to to the extreme to be doing this with other people's kids. One watchdog said the way this operation works nearly identical to a sex trafficking ring. This could be underwritten by an insurer. Yes, it is. Obviously, it's being underwritten by uh, Act Blue, which is the Democrat Party. 
Uh, it says they could hide students' gender transition from their parents. An internal PLP video obtained by, oh, the Daily Wire, however, indicated that it wasn't an impromptu organic student uprising as advertised, but a oh, fit effort led by Arian Ranau, a college student who worked for a Virginia Democrat state lawmaker. Moreover, organizers indicated that the vast majority of students were participated in walkouts and had little to no interest in the cause and simply wanted to skip class. In a briefing after the walkouts, one student was asked, I want to know if anyone else had this problem. Yesterday at school walkout, we had about 200 kids participating. Most of the students were just there to skip class. Most of the flyers I handed out got handed right back to me because most of the people weren't there for the cause of the walkout. They just wanted to skip class, obviously. But this is very, the Pride Liberation Project is really crazy. They're raising money from the Democrat Party. They are getting sex change operations for minors. They are um, helping minors run away and putting them with gay parents or LGBT parents. I mean, it's a sex trafficking ring. Is exactly what it is, and and I know that's what it is. It's it's a group of groomers. Obviously, it's insane. How can this happen? And nothing's going on. And why is nothing going on? Because well, the FBI is not interested in actual sex trafficking or anything like that. Why would they be worried about that? They have you to worry about. They have you to dig into. They have you to persecute. And if you think I'm crazy, this was from Tucker Carlson the other night. This is about a guy who his family. And had went years ago uh, to a um, abortion clinic and sang hymns. Kid you not. And this happened years ago. And now they're being charged. No kidding. Here's the story. A woman came out who had an abortion and uh, we offered her some post-abortion healing and um well, we just said, we'll pray for you. And as we were praying, um, the sorrowful mistress, I brought my son over. I said, come on, let's kneel down. We're, we're going to do this and we're going to leave. She, she, she got into it. She, she started attacking us personally while we were praying the sorrowful mistress. I said, son, this is what the Lord's talking about. When he said, they, they hated me. They're going to hate you. They persecuted me. They're going to persecute. I whispered this to him as she was spewing all this vulgarity onto him and me. Mm. And, you know, I just saw this is what it's going to take. This is what we have to do. This is part of the journey. So that's Mark Howe. Now, he's a religious man. Not everyone is a religious person. Not everyone agrees with Mark Howe. But there's no doubt that Mark Howe is a peaceful, is a nonviolent person. In October of last year, Howe was standing outside another abortion clinic in Pennsylvania. He was joined again by his 12-year-old son. That's when a man approached and began harassing the boy. To defend his son, Hauk pushed the extremist back. That was it. Local police looked into it. The district attorney's office looked into it. Nobody pressed charges against Mark Hauk because it's not assault to protect your son from an extremist who's attacking him. But the Biden Justice Department decided to revise this view, and they charged Mark Hauk with a federal crime, a felony, obstructing abortion access. There was no evidence that he had obstructed abortion access, but that's what they charged him with. Now, Hauk learned 
About three months ago, the DOJ planned to charge him, and he offered to turn himself in voluntarily. That's what a civilized country allows. But that wasn't good enough for Merrick Garland's DOJ. They wanted to punish him and terrify his family, to send the right message to anyone who would dare get in the way of the Biden agenda. So the DOJ sent a team of federal agents with rifles to Houck's home. He now faces 11 years in prison for protecting his son. Now, again, it's hard to believe that any of that actually happened, but it actually did. Okay, so that's actually a different story. This is the one where guy, uh, somebody got in the face of his 12-year-old son while he was uh, praying and, and protesting at an abortion clinic, and he pushed the guy away because the guy was uh, yelling profanities and cussing at his 12-year-old son. Uh, personally, I think pushing was way too good. I think the guy should have been knocked the fuck out. And that's personally what I would have done. Now the FBI showed up, raided his home, took him so he can be charged and possibly face 11 years in prison. Uh, but there was another one that was on the other night. It was a group of people that went into the hallways in abortion clinics and sang hymns. And they are also being charged. The FBI showed up at their house, uh, took him away. And this happened years ago. And they're just now coming around to charge him uh, 11 years. So, of course, you know, the FBI can't be bothered to, you know, stop real crimes. No, no. No, no, they're way too busy. They can't stop uh, mass shooters even when they have a heads up. They can't stop terrorist plots even though they're in the same room. They can only create crimes like, you know, the Whitmer kidnapping or, you know, suddenly being, uh, oh, well, we just didn't know anything about January 6th when we know they did. And, oh, well, you know, all these other uh, terrorist acts that uh, they knew about or had interviewed the people and, oh, well, we can't worry about that. But if you sing hymns, in an abortion clinic, or you push somebody outside of an abortion clinic who's yelling profanities and spitting in your 12-year-old son's face, well, you will get a raid and you'll be taken away possibly for 11 years. This is where we are at. This is insanity. This is banana republic time. There is no other way to see this. It has completely broken down. The FBI is gone. You know, one time, it was a fairly respected agency. It was, you know, it had all kinds of clout. It had an air of just, uh, you know, efficiency and, and being such a, an honored organization. Now it has been destroyed. And of course, they'll turn around and say, well, no, it's the right that's destroying it. They keep saying we're bad. No, you just keep doing the wrong things. And that is from the top down. And unfortunately, you would like to say that, well, maybe there's probably good people in there. There's always that whole argument. Well, there's good people. There's always good agents. And I'm sure there are some good agents out there. The problem is if you are following these orders and breaking the rule of law for political purposes, you are no longer a good person and you no longer should have a badge in this country, period. You should not be in any way associated with law enforcement or authority because that is the essence of what we as a people have rejected from the moment that the constitution and bill of rights were written period there is no asterisk there is no it's a living document we can change it no there is none of that it is black and white and plain as hell that that is not to be allowed and you forfeit the right to serve in those capacities if you cannot follow that precedent if you cannot follow the letter of the law then you have to go and that is just the way it works so how do we get here well you get here but people are just pawns they're pawns they're stooges they just are and there is no other way to see it but they're just stooges they're they're useful idiots 
we get to the biggest useful idiot. I mean, I can't say useful idiot. She's not very useful, but she is an idiot. Uh, the uh, wonderful, amazing, intelligent Kamala Harris. This is just in the last two weeks. Some of the wonderful things that she has given us, some of the deep thoughts, the real deep thinking that she does. Apparently, she uh, she's very good about Venn diagrams. Did you not? And if you don't know what a Venn diagram is, don't worry. She'll explain it to you over and over and over. We asked my team to do a Venn diagram. I love Venn diagrams. You know, the three circles, right? Three circles. There are more. You know how it goes. Yeah. Those three circles. Yeah. Right. And then let's just see where they overlap. You mm. will not be surprised because I have constructed a Venn diagram on this. Remember those three circles, how they overlap? Three circles. Oh, okay. I love yeah. Venn diagrams. Mm -hmm. So... Three circles? We haven't heard do, this in a while. Whenever so. you're dealing with conflict, pull out a Venn diagram. A Venn diagram. Right? Okay. And so, you uh -huh. know, the three circles. Yes. And so, uh, so I asked my team, right? They're fun. Yeah, they're fun. Right yeah. He sees the Venn diagram of it all. He Hit sees me with the three circles, baby. There are those circles. Are there three of them? Seem how, many, a little how many circles? They in parts of the country. They may be different age or different race. Uh -huh. But that area in the middle, that overlap. The, right. I asked my team to do a Venn diagram three of circles. where these attacks are happening. So voting rights. Voting rights, women's reproductive women's rights, reproductive. LGBTQ rights. Three. Right, right. And of course, there was yeah. a huge intersection. Of course, there's. You know, huge. I asked my team Whoa. to do a Venn diagram. I for miss me those days. Put where your mask back we on. are seeing attacks and who are the attacks against? Oh yeah, where, well, what about a Venn diagram? A diagram of uh -huh. the, uh, just a Venn diagram. Right. In that regard, it, okay. it tells a, a real tale. It can tell a real tale. What you really need is a Venn diagram. So I think what we should do. To really help out Harris, to really help out Kamala, we should do a Venn diagram. And you know those three circles where they intersect, we're going to put America. And all of our other circles, they'll all intersect into one place. And that's America. And it'll be beautiful and it'll be deep. And it'll help her out because, well, as she said, she loves those Venn diagrams, you know. The three circles. That's as deep as she can get. The Venn diagram. She's very, 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 very into Venn diagrams. You give her three circles, she can change the world. She can solve all the world's problems. How can she solve them? Three circles. A Venn diagram. That's that's what you need. All right. There is more coming from brilliant. Uh, the brilliant Veep. Here she is on work. You know, the work. Don't know what work, but the work. Today, the business of our work mm -hmm. is for the council to report on the work that the has work. occurred mm -hmm. since our last meeting across these areas. Where you we will working. today also discuss the work yet ahead, the mm -hmm. work we must still do mm -hmm. to continue to move forward. Oh, you know what the work may be? I'm going to go out on a limb. Maybe the work, you guessed it, a Venn diagram. You know, the three circles. Now, if you did that work, then you would be doing the work that we're going to speak about today, which is the work and the furthering of the work, and maybe a Venn diagram. I wish I was joking, but this, this, this is the second 
This is a skipped heartbeat away from the commander-in-chief. Here she has some really brilliant ideas about the climate, though. This isn't quite as uh, as uh, repetitive, but it's still just as dumb. Truly, when you, you know, when you mm -hmm. see yeah. our kids, and I truly believe that they are our children. They are the children of our country, of our communities. No, I, I no, mean, they're not. If you truly, when mm. you, you know, mm -hmm. when you see when I, our kids, and mm -hmm. I truly believe that they are our children. They are the Again. children of our country, of our communities. No. I, I mean, our future is really bright if we if we prioritize them uh -huh. and therefore prioritize the climate crisis and the need to address it. Oh, OK. I think the problem is she's not doing the work, the work we're here to speak about, to further the work and the work that we yet need to do. With the Venn diagram, you know, the three circles for our children, you know, the children of the community of the country, of our neighborhood. You know, the children. We need to do the work for the three circles, for our children, to help the climate. I, it really leaves nothing to be said at all other than, wow, that's stupid. Wow, that's really, really, really stupid. And yes, you would be correct. It is really, really stupid. That's why she is a useful idiot. She is an idiot. Obviously, you can listen to her. She's a moron. I mean, if you heard someone like that speaking at your school for your elementary school children, you'd be like, oh, God, I hope my kids don't get that teacher. Wow, she's she's not bright. She's not very bright at all. She's, she's kind of dim. But yet she is... Again, one skipped heartbeat, one missed heartbeat away from being the most powerful person in the world. How the hell did we get here? We got here by ignoring everything that we knew to be true and allowing a crazed cult to push mentally challenged, whether that be cognitively impaired or just not that bright people. To somehow rise to power and all they know is the pursuit of power. That is all they know. They don't have a vision for anything. They don't care about the vision for anything. They don't care about America. They don't care about you. They don't care about anything. They are aligned with a cult because the cult gives them power. And as long as they spout the insane, inane bullshit and follow the party line, that's all that matters. As long as they agree with the cult, they will be celebrated vaunted as as mental giants while they can't even spit out a coherent sentence they can't form ideas into words the very basic thing that we expect elementary school children to learn is how to form words into a cogent and coherent sentence and these people are running our country and can't do that where does that leave us where does it leave us? Well, it leaves us in a large, large choice that we all have to make coming up here in a few weeks. Now, the biggest parts are not on the ballot this time. It's a midterm election, but the midterm election can make a huge difference. It changes the balance of power, not only in the House, but the Senate. It will essentially leave Biden as a lame duck. It stops the idea of packing the court because the court will block his insane uh, edicts and and executive orders that go over the line. 
It will stop the insanity of, of giving away billions and billions of dollars that will not only bankrupt you personally through inflation, but it will bankrupt you later when you need it the most, when you're trying to collect Social Security and it's not there anymore, when you have to work till the day you die just to be able to survive. This is all coming if we don't make big decisions. And we have to make the decisions now, and we have to keep making those decisions, standing up for what we know is right, what we know is sane, and actually making sense again, and not listening to, you know, a Venn diagram. You know the three circles? Yeah, we don't need that any longer. It's got to go. All this has to go. Next week, that is going to be my focus. We are going to talk exclusively about the midterm elections. We're going to talk about ads. We're going to talk about people. We're going to talk about what they've done. That's where we're going. It's going to be the whole episode because it's getting closer and closer. It's only a few weeks away. So we have got to really hone in on it and start. I mean, some of the early voting's already started. So we're going to hone in on that and check it all out. That is going to be next week. That's all I've got for today. Sorry if it was a little haphazard. I'm Like I said, I'm going to try to focus and do a better job. I will be back next week with so much more and we will really dig into this midterm races i like races i don't ones i think will win and ones i think will you know maybe not we'll see what happens uh if you would like to send a question comment idea anything you can do so on the website erics-america.com also at erics america pod that pod that is facebook at eric underscore podcast that is the twitters and if you want to send an old-fashioned email you can do so erics america pod at gmail.com. All of it comes to me. I will be back next week. Until then, just remember, it's no agenda, just America. America.